Welcome to the Disrupt Education Podcast. I'm Peter Hostrosser. Hey, thank you so much for hanging out with us today. Do me a favor, hit that subscribe button. And if you get a chance, give us some feedback. Five stars always help, but I love honest feedback and it helps me grow and learn. That's what learning's all about. If you get a chance, head over to disrupteducation.co. That's where you're going to find my blog. You'll find this podcast and you'll find where I'm going to be and we can connect and talk about education reform there as well. On this episode, I have Erilyn J. Casillas, and she is an amazing individual, um, a child of a military uh, parent, and she's talking about her path through education and her company, Erilyn Angels. And uh, I got to tell you, this is a great conversation you don't want to miss. Hang out. We'll be right back. I recently asked Jake, who is a sophomore in high school, why he uses SpikeView to share his learning journey. Um, I think it's really cool that, you know, SpikeView is really putting that abstract into concrete data and knowledge and then displaying that to the outside world. And I think SpikeView is different than anything else out there. Um, Like I said before, because it's really taking that, you know, that those abstract skill sets and those abstract experiences and putting them into data that, you know, is actually mathematic and scientific and, um, you know, that matches you up with the best programs and, um, you know, best places for you. People, um, you know, who are really trying to make those changes in the world and they're going to be using SpikeView because SpikeView is that app where you can, you know, take, take those experiences and take those passions and put them out there. Um, and share with other people and that's you know that's really powerful and that you know that professional networking piece um, you know to be with other like-minded teenagers that puts you ahead that puts you ahead in a lot of ways and so um, you know I think anyone who uses SpikeView right now has a leg up in the future and excited to see you know where those SpikeView alumni head up. Head to SpikeView.com start your portfolio now for free. Have you ever thought about creating courses and training online? Without a partner to guide you through that process, you're going to be stressed about why your learners aren't engaged or how to create updated content, missing revenue opportunities, and not even having enough time. I know because I create online courses and I have a solution for you, eLearning Partners. You don't have to be overwhelmed anymore. Become a partner with eLearning Partners to create your courses and training stress-free and achieve the results you want to see. If you are thinking about wanting to create a course or training online and you believe like I believe that no expertise should go unheard, then click the eLearning Partners link in the notes of this podcast and you can start your journey to create your courses and training stress-free. If you want all that and more from the eLearning Partners, hit the link in the podcast notes because there's a free masterclass for you to take. That's right, a free masterclass. Hit that link today. The Disrupt Education vlog can be found on YouTube. To hear it in podcast form, search Disrupt Education on any of the following podcast platforms. Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Breaker, CastBox, Overcast, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, Spotify, or Stitcher. Welcome to Disrupt Education. I'm Peter Hostrasser, the host of the podcast. I got a great guest today. Erilyn J. Casillas is with us. Thank you so much for being with us. Uh, Thank you for having me. Awesome. Awesome. 
yeah, I mean, uh, so let's jump in. Let's let's talk about mm-hmm. who you are. Uh, so if you can give us kind of an introduction to uh, who you are and, and what you're doing these days. I am Erilyn Casillas, um, mom of two boys, um, former Navy wife, military dependent. My dad was in the Navy, come from a military background completely. I'm the only one that did a drawing. So um, been all over uh, the world. Right now, I'm back in Virginia. Um, I have one son that's at the Naval Academy. The other one is going to college in Texas with my mom. So he decided to stay there after my dad passed away uh, two years ago. But um, just was subbing, you know, before the pandemic happened and just been waiting around for something to happen. And then I just started, you know, helping and consulting um, with some friends and um, to get her daycare up. So now she's up and running and she's helping her um co-workers or counterparts, you know, daycare um, cohorts that are down there in North Carolina to get their daycares up. So, and they're doing really well down there. Yeah. So it's about it. Well, let's, we're going to dig into that because you're an advocate okay. of early childhood education and, and care. Um, and uh, we're going to get there. But in that path, you, mm-hmm. what was your education like uh, yourself as, you know, uh, under, uh, your father was in the Navy, correct? And so I'm going to guess there was some moving around and such and, and all that. What what was that like for you? I actually love being uh, a Navy, the whole Navy life. Um, that's all I know. Yeah. <laughs> so the whole 50 years, it's, that's all I know mm-hmm. is being, you know, military. Um, but it was fun. You get to, you know, you move every two to three years. You learn, you know, different places where you are. Um different cultures if you get to experience that you know being overseas um different you know of course people how things are everything um for me i loved it i just i loved it and so but you're you're used to just not putting roots in one place so when you do get to stay in one place um it's it's just it's different yeah um that's when you know that's you're you've either retired or that's pretty much it. You retire. <laughs> I mean, that's that's it. You retire. But and then sometimes you know, with military, you the one or the other is going to have a job probably where maybe they're traveling if they still want to do that type of thing. But yeah, um, so well, this is kind of different that um right now. It's, here what, what was your path like so where did you did you were you across overseas were you like how, how many different places were you i would probably say at, at least 10 i know that mm-hmm. i was born in tennessee mm-hmm. um and then we moved to my sister was born in you know mississippi then we went to the philippines where my brother was born um so, and that was fun over there of course you know education was different over there mm-hmm. um we came back um apparently we were in Hawaii before I was actually in Hawaii a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom told me, and I'm, of course I don't remember that because I was a baby. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, we came back to Texas and then we were in, I think in, yeah, we were in Texas, met my husband. Then we, you know, move. I, he went to, London, and then I went to London after that. Mm-hmm. Got married, had my first son, and then um, over there. And then we came back, and then my second son was born in Texas. 
So this pandemic, like, like you're saying, like you're staying in one place and you're like, wait, this is not, this is not normal. Right. Um, let's go back into like your, your schooling where, Mm -hmm. like, as you go through all these different places, you're obviously meeting different people, like you're saying, and and you're Mm -hmm. talking with different cultures and and all these different places. What is, is there one place that Mm -hmm. out of all of them in in a, and we'll just call it education learning because it's not always in the school, obviously, when you're immersed into a culture or an area of the, the States or wherever, is there one thing that like really stuck out like, hey, this is cool. We should, I, I wish like we had this everywhere. Of course the learning is different in Japan. I forgot we were in Japan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> in Okinawa. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the learning of course is different over there. Um, but I was I was little, so I don't really remember a lot about Japan. I mean, I was what, like five, five or six. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's more, you know, you're learning. It's not so, you're not testing. Right. I, I don't remember a lot of testing like our children are doing these days Mm -hmm. you know there's so much testing before they can go on to the next grade i'm not saying testing is not needed but the amount of testing is is over and dated it's it's just too much in my just in my personal opinion Mm -hmm. um but i learned a lot more you know as i got older i would say probably when we were at our last duty station in hawaii uh before coming back here in 17 um, because you know the culture is different mm-hmm. even though you know it's one of our 50 states it's just it's still different yeah um because there is very family oriented everything about it um and you have to look at um even though there's a lot of homelessness over there they are still very very much family oriented um in the the education of their children I mean, make, and making sure that their, their kids are, are educated. You have two boys. One's in college. Mm-hmm. One's going the naval route. Um, yeah. <laughs> how? What was that like uh, raising? You know, I grew up in a family of, of mm-hmm. uh, three uh, boys. And uh, we all were expected to go to college. Uh, I didn't get as much out of college as I probably should have. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, what, what was... Tell, Tell us a little bit about like being that person, because I think a, a lot of our, our listeners are, are parents and they're like, well, what mm-hmm. if my kid wants to, you have both lenses, you you know, one wants to go into the armed services and serve, one wants to go. So, um, you know, unpack that a little bit. How, how did that come about? So my oldest, when he decided to go, was mm-hmm. a shock because I didn't know he was going. Mm. I don't think myself nor my ex-husband knew he was going. Home. I didn't. No one knew who was going because you know when they get when you guys get older, boys. You know you get your little flyers all of a sudden come in the mail mm-hmm. or something comes through school. You know, join the navy or the army, whatever it is. It's all of a sudden coming in because you reach that age. Um, I got a the blue and gold officers coming to the house. Um, so can we please like have some you know, some snacks or something ready. I'm like, what are you talking about? What is a blue? <laughs> what is I know the the navy ranks. I know I know all the military ranks, but what what is a blue and gold officer? What are you talking about? And before he could finish telling me, and I had some stuff at the house already. Mm-hmm. Um before I, he could finish telling me exactly what was going on, the doorbell rang and blue and gold officer was there and then that's when he was explaining to me you know we sat down and talked and it was you know yeah he's going and i'm like right okay <laughs> but um but honestly for both of my boys i never wanted them to go mm-hmm. even though i do come from a military background um i never really wanted them to go which is you know 
not really a bad thing to say. (laughs) Right, right. But um, I just didn't want them to go in the military. Mm -hmm. Um, But I'm I'm glad that he's in the military. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm glad they took two different routes. Who knows, you know, my youngest might decide to go. Mm -hmm. Um, He may not, but they both are enjoying the path that they yeah. They took. <laughs> yeah, I think, you know, as parents, we all just we want our kids to be safe, right? Mm-hmm. We just want them right. to be safe. And and I totally get that. I mean, I that had to be a shock, though. Like, wait, what? What's going right. on? Right. <laughs> um, but right. I, I, <laughs> I feel I everything that's happening now. You, know, yeah. as you, you see, you know, back then and now because he graduates next year from the academy mm-hmm. and it's the things that are happening, you know, and it's you don't want that, but then you are, you're proud for both of your your children or however many children you have. You're proud for the path that they've taken and you know that you've raised them yeah. to make the decisions that they've made and they'll be okay as long as they, you know. Well, they got a great mom. I'll talk. I'll, I'll start there. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, so let's, let's shift gears then into the um, – you know, the early childhood uh, pieces, mm-hmm. you you have uh, a friend that you're kind of helping launch there, but you're also kind of an advocate in our previous conversations. We talked about like early childhood learning and access and all these things. Um, let's let's unpack that a little bit. Um, um, what what is that? First off, like these are very important times for a young person, right? How did you kind of get involved in, you know, obviously as a mother and even a parent myself, like you, you look at these things, you're like, yeah, man, uh, our kids need access to something as young and, and to help everybody make ends meet and whatnot. Um, but tell us a little bit about like how this came about. Um, because, uh, this is a big, big issue and a big uh, challenge in the United States right now. It really started from when I was young because I've always been involved with um, or want, and wanted to do something with children mm-hmm. because I really wanted to be a neonatologist, but that didn't turn out. Mm-hmm. Um, so the next path was, you know, working with, with children in some capacity in early childhood, you know, child advocacy. And I had a professor when I was, you know, getting my CDA and my early childhood specialist um, a degree, my associate's. Um, Dr. Irma Woods um, at Del Mar College in Corpus Christi, which is the same college my son is going to. Yeah. <laughs> Just so happened. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, she actually told me because I had kept missing classes and then she would tell me, she asked me why and I told her, you know, because I have a baby and I don't have, I didn't have childcare at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, which I could have left them with my parents, but it was, you know, they're mine. Mm-hmm. So I'm taking care of my own. Um, and she told me, she's like, that's not an excuse. You're in an early childhood class. What sense does that make to not come to a class when you're in early childhood, bring them to, you know, to, to class with you. So I started doing that and it's, it was funny because it's like, they became the, the little, you know, to not tokens, but you know, you got a baby to work with in an early, yeah. Work with and right. Live babies that they could work with in mm-hmm. the classroom, um, because Andreas was already two and Victor was a baby, so they kept, you know, they had their infant they could work with, and they had their two-year-old or toddler that they could work with in the class. And she did tell me, and I've I've used that er- that mantra ever since. There's no excuse for you not to come to class. There's no excuse for you not to complete what you started, 
um, just because you have a child mm -hmm. and you can't neglect your kids and, you know, you show them that you're being neglectful in that way just because, you know, this is happening. Mm -hmm. You always can make a way, some kind of way. Um, and so she never let me fail at anything. And I love her for that. Yeah. Um, and she actually, she retired the same year that Victor went down there, which is in 19, um, I, can, I think a couple of weeks before to go to school. Yeah. But um, it's every since then, you know, every time I would go and register for school, it was the same thing. I would just bring them with me. Um, Cause I did all my classes online, so it was easy for me, especially you know moving around, mm -hmm. and I would incorporate them into doing helping me, you know, with my it was funny helping me do my work. Mm -hmm. Um, to say you know like they would learn their ABCs and one two three, you know, having them sort things in that type of manner. Um, when there was something that needed to be done, but um, within that it was I would teach them you know different things you know because it was about you know, av advocating for them to to learn, you know, their phonics or, or, you know, their, like I said, their ABCs and things that have to do with early childhood. Um, and, you know, with their teachers, I would tell them, you know, well, I have them at work with me because, you know, it's just me, you know, dad is deployed and it, I don't have anybody else. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and, you know, they understood because it was on a military base as well, but it was more so I was able to do those type of things. Um, and with uh, throughout my entire time um, for my bachelor's, my master's, all of it, that's how I would handle it. Um, and I didn't believe in just because, you know, I went to go graduate that we were going to skip school that day. Mm. No, we're, we're going to school. Even if it was 30 minutes, <laughs> 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 um, they went to school on the way back you know after graduation you know all the way from iowa wow we came back <laughs> and then you know the school was even like what are you doing mm -hmm. they only have 30 minutes it doesn't matter their education is important how can i be you know an educator and have my kids not come to school just because you know i graduated i mean no they need to go to school and learn whatever it is they're learning in the last 30 minutes of school and that's what they did um, all the time. Mm -hmm. But I do believe that any opportunity for children to learn is a good opportunity, no matter what it is. They can be, can be driving down the street and see a sign. Um, instead of just, you know, just being McDonald's, teach them, you know, the letter M, teach them the letters in the, in, you know, in McDonald's. Um, because they're gonna learn that way by seeing the picture of what that is so they can, you know, say, you know, that's McDonald's and they can see the picture. Mm -hmm. um, I still have to this day, the little picture cards that I made when I first started in early childhood of, you know, it's like a tiger and the words on the back of it, but it's, you know, you show it to the child and it's like, what is it? It's, it's, you know, it's tiger and it goes, goes back and forth. And I used that in, you know, when I was subbing and there's my special needs class and all my younger classes mm -hmm. um, and you make it a game and they actually liked it. Yeah. Um, and they would prefer that over some of the other stuff that they had in the classroom where it was just like, you know, like the puzzles um, that they had to do because they were learning, you know, they would see the animals and then they flip it over and you could spell out the word that is on the back of it because it took it back to just regular things, you know, like regular playing, you know, blocks. That you yeah. Have, things like that. 
I think it's very cool. Um, honestly, how this professor who really was just kind of set everything like mm-hmm. up uh, is amazing because I, I think, um, you know, there there are a lot of blockers in education because there's a lot of assumptions and a lot of isms and, and right. all these things that, that occur. Yet this one professor was like, bring them in. Um, I'm, I'm like, I'm excited about that because that's that's an experiential learning. Mm-hmm. And even, you know, like you're you're describing driving in the car, everything is an experience right. is actually a learning moment. Um, so how do you how do you plan on taking that mm-hmm. moment and what's next for Erlen? Like what's what's <laughs> going to happen? Uh, what are you looking to do? I, I guess my, one of my business partners always calls it the mm-hmm. big hairy goal. What's what's the big hairy goal of where you want to go? Because you are a PhD candidate um, right. as well, so we're close. Uh, congratulations! So yes, <laughs> yeah, and congratulations <laughs> on that. That is that is an amazing mm-hmm. track. Um, right. But yeah, where where do you want to go with this, um, and and what do you want to do? Well, I still have I have my nonprofit that I started. I started yes. it when we're in Hawaii. Then you know, life happened. We moved. Things happened. Um, so I'm getting that back up and running. Um, it was um, geared more towards abuse and neglect um, mm-hmm. in children, um, and the education of children. Just making sure that they have the right and proper education, and just doing a lot of consulting within that. Um, so I'm making getting that up and running again. Um, and then just working a lot with that and just more consulting. Um, and I just talked to, you know, um, a church in, um, California, mm-hmm. um, so Agape Christian ministry, um, to maybe hopefully work with them to, um, do some casework or social work, mm-hmm. um, for their pre-K program. Of course, it would most likely be online, but <laughs> right, right. But that's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, something along that line, just more advocacy and policy, because I, you know, to me, I think there's a lot of things that need to be changed within policy, mm-hmm. um, not just for the children, but you know, for the for the teachers as well, for the educators. You know, I think a lot of things need to they just need to change, mm-hmm. um, because it just seems like a lot is still on that mentality that we, again, we just need to test, test, test. But then when you look at the children is you're testing them, but are we testing the, the teachers, the educators to, to do that as well? Um, it, and then it, if you're not, then what sense does it make it to, you know, to test the children right. if the educators aren't, you know, on the same, mm-hmm. same page, if they don't even know. But um, a lot of that is, is where I'm headed towards. And then, um, you know, just making, especially with, and with COVID, it's, um, it is hard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so I've been helping, you know, like a, a friend, you know, get, try and get that part of the, you know, business out, like with health and sanitation and you know, like sanitizers and get some of that out to maybe some, you know, the schools that are in need get that out to them. But there's a lot of, you know, of course, red tape that has to go. Yeah, there's there's so much. And I mean, in our conversation before, we were talking about like the transition mm-hmm. when COVID subsides a little bit and then right. going back into the school. But there's still going to be these challenges. Um, it opened up a lot of windows to what are the inequities in school? What are 
the trauma that's happening. Um, and now even there's another layer, unfortunately, of, you know, COVID like you're, right. you're, you're explaining. Um, it's amazing because um, I love the story uh, of going through your, your college and, uh, and that one person, right? That mentor, mm -hmm. that, that, you know, right. nope, let's go. Um, and it usually happens. And, and I really appreciate that. I know you're going to give that to so many more people. How can right. people uh, connect with you, um, possibly work with you? Where can people find you? Um, well, I'm, I'm on LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. um, and I do have um, um, my site is almost up for mm -hmm. my airlines it's called Airlines Angels, mm -hmm. um, which is actually after my boys. So it's my name and it's my angels are my boys. So. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Um, they actually came up with that one oh, nice. and then, um, yeah, so it's just really, I'm on Twitter, but not, not as much. So, mm -hmm. but I do have my, my Instagram, um, which is under, I still believe it's under my, um, my Navy, Miss Navy yard, mm -hmm. <laughs> which yeah, we're, but, you are a pageant winner. I'm just going to throw that, that out there. So <laughs> it's so, under that. Yeah. People can check that out on Instagram because uh, yeah. yeah, I think we follow each other on Instagram. Erilyn, <laughs> right. uh, I want to thank you so much for sharing your story. Um, and obviously, you know, there, there's more to come. And uh, right. best of luck on the, uh, on the PhD that's coming shortly. Um, right. but, uh, but, you know, um, we really appreciate it. Um, you are a disruptor in the way that you're going to make some good things happen. Um, some policy, I know it. Um, and yes. then, uh, and, and with the airline angels, thank you so much for hanging out with us on disrupt education today. Thank you so much for having me again. Awesome. Awesome. And thank you all for listening. Uh, give us a, uh, subscribe, check out, uh, give us some feedback, hit those five stars always helps. And we'll see you next time.